0: Well, praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn me tonight to Exodus chapter uh, 20, please. Exodus chapter 20. I got so tickled. I don't know where Frank Hosel or, or Frank Hinkle. Frank came by, uh, brought the offering by me, and I didn't want to say this out loud because we were worshiping God, but uh, if anybody wants money from the Youngs, you better go to Kelly Young. Don't come to me. So uh, I just got so tickled by that, Frank. Um, man, I'm sure glad to be here tonight. Last week, I think some people got on our false. Uh, Understanding. I wish Kelly and I would have been on a cruise, but uh, we went down to Florida to see her dad, and uh, we just had a great time and met him in Fort Lauderdale, and they drove us through the Keys and back, and uh, we flew back. Just had an outstanding time. But I want to tell you something. I hate uh, being away from Crown Point Church, and so as much as we enjoy the trip, man, it is good to be back. I sure love you. I do want to encourage you, though. I do want to warn you tonight. Uh, when I go two or three weeks without preaching, uh, I can tend to just put those two or three weeks together one night. So the louder you are tonight, the shorter I'll preach. <laughs> the, quieter, <laughs> amen. the quieter you are, it's going to go long. So I, I just, amen, I just want to let you know that. If you have your Bibles, turn me to Exodus chapter 20. And, and uh, what we've been doing for the last four or five weeks is we've been looking at practically how does God, God gives us a promise that we can be blessed in this life and highly favored. God gives us a promise that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. God gives us a promise that nothing is impossible with God. God gives us a promise that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God gives us a promise that I will never leave you nor forsake you. But sometimes life is hard, isn't it? Sometimes we can know all those scriptures in the Bible that I quoted and life can still stink. Sometimes we can go to church and we still get knifed in the back. <laughs> Maybe from somebody in the church. <laughs> but friends, tonight I want to talk to you about practically how God wants to give you the road signs so that your life can be blessed and highly favored. I want to speak to you practically how tonight how you can, in the middle of the most hellacious experiences in your life, how you can still be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I I wanna speak to you tonight about the road signs of life, about how when all hell breaks loose, you can still enjoy life, and you can just have the the peace of God no matter what happens. Now, for our first week, we talked about U-turns. Oh, thank God, how many are thankful for U-turns? I don't care where you are in your life, Uh, God can turn it around. We talked about stop signs. And sometimes the best thing you can do is just stop. We talked about yielding, about how the more, the more we yield to God, the more power we get from God. The more we yield to God, the more of his blessings we get. The more we yield to God, the more joy that we have. Well, tonight we're going to talk about something that might not be that popular so I'd like everybody to just repeat after me. Everybody here tonight, so don't get you know don't get nervous because everybody's going to do it. Want everybody to say, "I love you, Lord." Okay, one more time, like he's alive. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. One more time. I love you, Barry. Barry. No matter what you say. Okay, good. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I heard that before. You heard what I was going to say to you tonight. Exodus chapter 20, we're going to read all the way to verse 12. And here's what the word says. And God spoke all these words. Who spoke them? And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Commandment number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Did you hear that? God shows love to a thousand generations and keep my commands. Verse 7, commandment number 3. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses His name. Commandment number 4, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it You shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or your daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor alien within your gates. I think Kelly's cats are on a permanent seven-day Sabbath. The next time Kelly's cats do anything, will be the first time. Okay, verse 11, I just couldn't let that go. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Find the commandment number five, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Tonight, the sign that we're going to look at is one way. Absolutely, positively, millions of Americans won't dislike but they would hate what I'm about to speak to you tonight about. What happens when you're in a car and you turn up against a one-way street? You're in danger. Friends, when God establishes one way, it's not to harm you, it's to bless you. You see, when you go In one way, and you're with traffic, you're in no danger, you're moving smoothly, you're safe. It's when you violate the one-way sign, you're in extreme danger. And I want you to notice that these are not God's 12 suggestions, or his 10 suggestions. We ended on verse 12. These are not God's recommendations. These are not God's hypothetical scenarios. Tonight we're gonna look at one way part one, then we're gonna look at one way part two next week. I want you to think about the last time you heard the Ten Commandments preached through because that's what you're gonna hear tonight and next Wednesday. I want to speak to you on this sign of God has established one way for you to be blessed, but if you follow it, you will be blessed. God has established one way for us to be saved but if you receive Jesus, you will have eternal life. God has established one way for you to have peace, but if you'll follow him, you can have peace in life's worst circumstances. Tonight I wanna speak to you about the road sign of one way. Would you bow your hearts with me? Lord, thank you for your word tonight, and I just ask you in these few brief moments, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you to help us to receive your words of love and grace, and Lord, Right now, I pray that every man and woman, the sound of my voice would know that when you want them to do something, it's not to harm them, but to bless them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, how many of your parents, raise your hands, raise your hands if you, okay. How many of you have told your kids to do something, and it was to bless them? If they listened to you, it would benefit them, but they disobeyed you. Raise your hand. Okay. How many of you disobeyed God today? Raise your hand. I got both hands up. If I had a third one, I'd raise it up too. Tonight I want to talk to you about one way, and I want to talk to you about five specific areas, the first five commandments, how if we'll follow God's way, we'll be blessed. But I'm telling you something, honey. You go against the way that God has established, and there's problems. So let me look at number one. Number one. Let's look at verse number three. The word says, you shall have no other gods before me. Commandment number one, one way. No other gods before him. Let's look at here, I got a couple truth points here. First truth point is, anything that you turn to for provision, first, it's another god. Very few of you here tonight are probably Buddhist. I don't see anybody here tonight that is probably a Hindu. But I'm telling you, American churches are full of people who are worshiping something other than God. Don't shout me down, I'm preaching good tonight. I'm telling you, and I know what you might be saying, well it's those Baptists, those dirty Lutherans. I'm telling you, every Assembly of God church has people that are worshiping things other than God. Every Methodist, Baptist, Lutheran, you know why? Because we're people. Nobody's perfect. But I wanna tell you something tonight. For you, I don't know about you, but there's times I can look at my life and I can see where I've worshipped something other than God. And here's the first point. Anytime you turn to something for provision and it's not God first, that's your God. I'm telling you, that's the truth. If your hope is in the government, then that's your God. If your hope is in money, that is your God. If your hope uh, is in the intelligence of man, you're an idiot, and that is your God. I'm telling you, I know the female race, species, is the superior species. I can't even say it right, that just shows the inferiority of males. (laughs) I'm trying to learn Spanish this year and I can't even conquer English. Don't anybody say amen to that. Lord, forgive her, Lord, in Jesus' name. Okay, but here's what happens. I want you guys to do this tonight. I want you to look at your life and I want you to see if there's something other than God who you're serving. I want you to take this into your heart. I want you to receive this. I've never seen anybody get divorced where one or both spouses weren't serving somebody other than God. Never seen it. Now, I've seen people in church get divorced But again, just because people come to church doesn't mean that's the God they're worshiping. I have never seen anybody commit suicide that was worshiping something, that was worshiping the Lord. They were worshiping something other than God. And, And tonight, friends, if you needed a roadmap of your life, you know, like the highs and the lows, almost every one of us, the low points would be where we stopped putting God first. And tonight I want to tell you something. One of the reasons God wants you to put him first, here's the good news, he put you first. God wants you to put him first uh, because he put you first, hallelujah. He gave his son Jesus for you. He wants to forgive every sin. He wants to turn around every mistake. He's put you first and now he's waiting for us to put him first. Let's go to number two. Let me give you one other thought there. Sorry, I'm getting all ramped up here. Once you identify any other gods in your life, there's only one thing you can do is get rid of them. That's it. That is it. Get rid of them. Let's look at number two. Okay, so we're looking at one way. Commandment number two. Look at Exodus 20, verse 4. It says, You shall not make for yourself an idol except for motorcycles, praise God. No! You shall not make for yourself an idol. Anything, here's what an idol is, anything more important than God, it's an idol. It's an idol. And I'm telling you, as sure as I'm standing here, Reverend, ordained, Barry Michael Young, I've allowed idols in my life, at times. No doubt about it. I'm constantly trying to go to God and constantly trying to put him first. Friends, tonight I want to ask you, what have you allowed to become more important than God? Let me give you a scripture here, it's Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, and here's what the word says. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. I tell every single couple that comes into my office for premarital counseling, I want you to receive this. The more I love God, guess what? the more I'm able to love Kelly. I mean, I'm telling you, the more I wrap my arms around the love of God and receive his love and his unconditional grace, the more I'm able to give that to Kelly. And let me tell you why. Let me give you one more verse. It's 1 John 4, 8, and here's what it says. It says that God is love. It does not say God possesses love or God utilizes love. It says that God is love. And so guess what? Closer I am to God better husband I am. Closer I am to God, the more money I make and the wiser I become with money. Closer I am to God, the better pastor I am. Now let me give you the other thought point, truth point here. Once you find the idol, it must be taken down. You know what some Christians do? (laughs) It's once we find the idol, we hide it. Ooh, your silence is deafening. Look at your neighbor and say, stop hiding it, baby. Stop hiding it, baby. I can't even speak tonight. Don't anybody think I'm speaking in tongues? I'll tell you when I'm speaking in tongues. (laughs) Can I tell you something? I said it, and I didn't even know what I said. I was hoping somebody would jump up and give an interpretation. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Number three. One-way commandment, Exodus 20, verse 7. Isn't it good to just come here in church and have a good time? Thank you, Jesus. Exodus 20, verse 7. Please look at your neighbor and say one last thing. Please look at him and say, Barry is smarter than he sounds. Please just, <laughs> please just say that. <laughs> okay. You weren't, that was that, not a joke, by the way. Okay, verse 7, here's what it says. You shall not misuse... The name of the Lord your God. Man, I'm telling you what right now. God does not want his name misused. Uh, If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. There's power in a name. There's power in a name. I hate to use this analogy, but it's the best one I can think of. When I get pulled over for speeding, there's power in being associated with the police department. Thank you. No, I hate to say this, but no other name gets you out of a speeding ticket but police department. God, forgive me. <laughs> when I was, I, I, when, I, when I was uh, all the way till I graduated high school, my dad worked at TWA 40 years. Boy, I sure wish you could know my dad. Oh, my goodness. Him and Freddie, they would have cracked the whole church up. They would just, oh, my, well. My dad, one of the benefits of my dad worked at TWA 40 years is I got to fly free any place in the world TWA flew. They flew all over the place. It was free to fly any place or $20 to go first class. How many of you know in college I was flying all over the place? I mean, I might as well have been a pilot. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I was going all over the country. You know what I did? Nobody let me on that airplane because I was very young. Nobody cared that I went to Central Bible College. Nobody cared that at that time I had a full head of hair. All they cared about was one name, Tom, young. If I didn't have his name, I wouldn't get on board. But that's the name that I was under. And friends, can I tell you something? When you come under the name of Jesus, you get the power of Jesus. When you come under the name of Jesus, you get the blessings of Jesus. When you come under the name of Jesus, you get the joy of Jesus. When you come under the name of Jesus, you get his authority to overcome any problem in your life. See, God puts power in names. So let me give you a couple of truth points here. Let's look at the first truth point here. Is that any time we use God's name for purposes other than to glorify him or to learn about him, we misuse his name. I'm telling you something, friends. Some people think, well, if I just you say... The Lord's name in vain. Now that's the only way we misuse it. No, 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 no. Listen to me, friends. If you're using God's name to profit off his name, you're misusing his name. If you are using God's name to get false influence, you are misusing his name. If you are using God's name for any other purpose than to glorify him or to learn about him, you're misusing his name. When was the last time you heard heard it preached about misusing the name of God? in church, but it's something we need to hear tonight. Remember, you said you would love me no matter what I said, so I just want to hold that before you. Sometimes the people that misuse God's name the most are people that go to church. There's a difference when we're trying to serve God and we make mistakes, because when we make a mistake, we're quick to say, God, forgive me. But then there are times that people claim to be a Christian, but they don't care how they live. So I'm not gonna lie to you. There's not a week goes by I don't sin. But I'm quick to come to God and say, God, forgive me. But I'm telling you something. The dangerous part is when we go through life and we're not quick to come to God and ask for forgiveness when we mess up. Let me give you the truth point. So let's say you're misusing God's name. Here's what you do. Once you see how you're misusing God's name or your words, repent and pray Psalm 141, verse 3. I want you to memorize this verse or at least write it down. Psalm 141, verse 3, here's what it says. It's a prayer that I pray often. Psalm 141, verse 3 says this. "O Lord, put a guard over my mouth. How many people say the person next to you needed that word? Say amen. I mean, I'm telling you. Woo! Woo! There are some people, how many know people that need to pray that prayer right now? I mean, I'm telling you, there are some people their mouth is so big you could drive a Toyota into it. You'd have to push it in though because you gotta, the only way to drive them safe is to turn them off and push them. But, <laughs> and I know because we own two of them. <laughs> and so, I'm just joking, those things that never broke down. But anyway, not for us at least. Um, but the point is, there are times that people just use their mouth and it's just flapping like the wind. And here's what the Bible says, Psalm 141, verse 3. Oh, Lord, put a guard over my mouth. I'm telling you, that's one of the best prayers that you can pray. How many of you know it only takes one wrong word, and it's going to be a long night with your spouse? Am I preaching good tonight? (laughs) Woo! It just takes one wrong word, and you're not going to get very much sleep tonight. It just takes bringing up something that hadn't been brought up in a long time, and all of a sudden the boxing gloves get put on that night. Why? It's power in words. Here's what the Bible says in Proverbs: "Power in life and life of death is in the tongue." Number four, fourth commandment tonight. Very quickly, Exodus twenty, verse eight. It's in your notes, here's what the Word of God says: Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Okay, I'm going to do some old school preaching here. It is a sin in general. It is a sin in general to work seven days a week. When was the last time you heard that preach in church? Listen to me, friends. One of the biggest things that hurts marriages is spouses don't have quality time for each other. One of the biggest obstacles that Pastor Mary and Pastor Craig have to overcome with church kids is sometimes church parents don't make enough time for their kids. Don't shut me down, I'm preaching good tonight. I'm telling you something right now. God's design for my body and yours is one day of rest. Listen to me. If you work five days a week and then spend the other two days working at your house, you're not hacking a Sabbath. Now, let me get, I want you to write this scripture down. It's Romans six fourteen, and here's what it says. It says, for we are no longer under law, but under grace. Romans six fourteen. so we are no longer under law, but under grace, and so what, one of the ways that we can talk about that is, is the New Testament also says the Sabbath was made, the, the man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. So what the New Testament says, And so I don't want you to get locked into the idea that every single Sunday has to be my day of rest. What I want you to do is follow the spirit of the law that you've got to have one day a week at the minimum where you rest. You have got to have one day a week of rest. You have got to have one day a week of rest. I'm telling you something, friends. If the Almighty God created everything that is and was and ever will be and said there should be a day of rest. I'm telling you something, it's in Exodus 20 and it's one of the oldest portions of the Bible, but it's one of the most true portions of the Bible. We need rest. How many of you wish we could go back to the days before the cell phone? I am fully convinced I have a demon-possessed cell phone. I hate that thing. I would love to take that to the target range and just blow that thing up. I'm telling you right now, there are robbers in our lives that rob us from quality time with our spouses and with our kids. Listen to me, friends. You need a Sabbath. You know what one of my professors said at Bible college? Dr. Dean Grable said this. He said, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. I'm telling you right now, I don't care how beautiful your wife is, if you're talking to her on four hours of sleep, it's going to be difficult to keep that relationship going good. I don't care how much money your husband makes, but if you're working all the time to make that money, it's difficult to enjoy God's blessing in each other. Every one of you, you need to take a rest. Now, when you're working, you need to work hard. Do you know who the workhurst of the church, the, I can't even speak tonight, I don't know. Man. It must have been those three margaritas before church tonight. I, I, I can't, man, I knew it would start trimming me down. I, Kelly thought I had her drive because I was tired, but the work horse. Joyce Taylor. When I'd see Joyce Taylor work, I would see her worship God in the way that she worked. I mean, she, she would work hard, hard. You know what used to bless me is, I give some of my work to Joyce. Praise God. I want her to keep worshiping God. So when we rest, God wants us to rest. When we work, God wants us to work. I want you to give the last one, number five. Um, Exodus 20, verse 12. We're almost done. Exodus 20, verse 12. Here's what the word says tonight. It says, honor your father and mother. How many of you wish your students were here tonight to hear this last point of this message tonight? How many of you wish that your kids would obey what I'm fixing to preach tonight? Let me give you the last one tonight. Honor your mother and your father. Let me give you two truth points tonight. We're going to be done here. First of all, it is wrong at any age to stop honoring your parents. It is wrong at any age to stop honoring your parents. I want you to notice this one commandment is the only commandment that has a promise that goes along with it. You follow this commandment, and God promises to give you a long, blessed life. Okay, can I just give you a real practical story here? My mom's not here tonight, so I can tell this story. I love my mom. My mom is a woman of God. I mean, I'm telling you, I, we, we didn't grow up rich, but I grew up rich in love. I mean, I'm telling you, love was lavished on me. I cannot relate to people that had a harsh childhood because, man, oh, man, my mom loved me so much. Well, I tell you, one of the hardest things that happened to me, Tracy, is um, my mom just babied me. I mean, I hate, I mean, that's the truth. And so Kelly and I, when Kelly and I first got married, it's like two or three months into our marriage, Bill, and all of a sudden I got sick. And so... I'm like, why is breakfast not brought in on a tray and in my bed and just laid down before me? Why, why are you not running out to Quick Trip buying Sports Illustrated and magazines for me to read? You know, why aren't you coming home on your lunch and bringing me a slab of ribs? I mean, wh- where's the back rubs? I mean, you know what I'm saying? And so it caused a little friction when we first got married because I was so used to that love of my mom. And Kelly loves me, I just, I just had to get into the real world, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Could I spend the night with somebody tonight? Okay, so, no, 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 I get so much TLC from Kelly, I can't stand it. Um, But my mom, this last year, in 2009, she had collected, anybody have Hallmark ornaments? My mom collected the most ungodly amount of Hallmark ornaments for like twenty years, and she and and I sell a lot of stuff on Craigslist. Like we have no clutter in our house. Once it gets cluttery, boom, we throw it on Craigslist, sell it. And she came up to me. She said, "Barry, would you sell these ornaments for me on Craigslist?" It wasn't ten ornaments. It wasn't twenty ornaments. It wasn't thirty ornaments. It wasn't forty ornaments. It wasn't 50 ornaments. It wasn't 60 or 70. It was 80 stinking ornaments on Craigslist. I got weirdos emailing me and calling me. I mean, I'm almost going to start getting the police department number, have them call them. And, I, and, and, and it's just, I'm so mad. And I, I mean, I got all these things. They're all over my house. Well, I mean, oh, man. And my mom thought we would sell them for hundreds of dollars, like hundreds, almost a thousand. And I'm like, Mom, this—like, if it was you, I'd have told you you're insane and crazy, and there's no way I'm going to do that in heck, you know what I'm saying? But it's my mom. So after five months. I found somebody to buy them for 70 bucks and begged my mom, let me sell them. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ, she accepted after five months. Why did I put up with those 80 demonic ornaments? Weirdos calling me and emailing me. I'm telling you, you got 80 stinking ornaments running around your house. I mean, I started to, oh God, if I lose one, I'm gonna have to pay for it. I mean, I'm getting all obsessive. I did it for only one reason. It sure wasn't monetary to honor her. Friends tonight, listen. We need to honor our parents at any age. We need to honor our parents. And can I take it one step further if, if Pastor Jeff could come and play very softly? Um, listen to me close with here. We need to honor God. The way you work should honor God. The way you treat your wife or your husband, it should honor God. The way you treat your kids, it should honor God. Everything we do should honor God. Let me give you three things to leave with tonight as we close. It's only eight o'clock tonight. Three things. What to take home. Disobeying the commandments of God is not fun in any way. Listen to me. God says one way. He does not give these commandments to harm you. He does not give these commandments to take joy away from you. He does not give these commandments to inhibit you. God gives the commandments to bless you. Listen to me, friends. You have no idea how much God loves you, how much he wants to bless you in every area of your life, in every area of your finances. He wants to bless you. But there's only one way. That's it. And I'm telling you something, if you're here tonight and you're disobeying any of those five, if you're here tonight and you're saved, but you've got something more important than God in your life, you're gonna have a long, hard road. If you're misusing God's name, it's gonna to be tough on you, not on him. If you're here and you're not honoring your parents or honoring God, it's gonna be hard. Number two, what to lead with? Disobeying the commandments of God hurts the heart of God in our personal lives when we disobey his commands. Number three, there will be consequences when we disobey the commandments of God. You know what? I hate preaching that point. I hate it. I love preaching the unconditional love of God. I love it because it's true. I love preaching the, the, the forgiveness of God. I love preaching about God's power to change any area of our life. And I am sad. Because the other part of the truth is there are consequences when we disobey God. There are. And tonight, friends... If there's an area of Barry Young's life or there's an area of your life that you're disobeying God, I'm going to tell you right now, you can try as long as you want, but your life can't be blessed and disobey God. It can't be. It will not be. If you're here tonight and you're allowing something in your life that shouldn't be there, you will never, ever, ever have the greatest life you could have. It's impossible. There is one way. Sunday night, as we close, I ask you and I beg you, let your heart turn to God. What makes Christianity so dangerous is that people on the outside can look like they're totally Christian and on the inside totally disobedient to the things of God. God loves you, and if you will follow his way, you will be blessed beyond measure. Would you just bow your hearts with me in prayer tonight? Just every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. You're here tonight, you'd say, Barry, there is an area of my life, I will not embarrass you.